Hey, Magic Makers, I am in love. I just found Shorely Wines, and oh my God, I'm floored how absolutely delicious they are. So far, I've tasted the Sauvignon Blanc. I have tasted the Rosé. I've also tasted the Bubbly Rosé, and they are absolutely delicious. I was interested in trying non-alcoholic wines because there are just some days that like you just don't really want a drink, but you want the taste of wine without all of the extra calories or extra alcohol. And this is what Shirley does. It tastes absolutely delicious. It is just what you need for a nice afternoon on the deck watching the sun set. If you've been trying, wondering, are non-alcoholic wines, are they delicious? Do they, are they worth my time? Surely is. It tastes just like the wine and no, it's not fancy grape juice. They have found a way, I believe in magic. So they have found a way to remove the alcohol from actual wine. So you still get the wine taste, but without all of the alcohol. And so if this is something that you want to try, do me a favor. If you head over to the link in my bio, you can grab yourself 15% off your first purchase. Trust me, it is so good. I don't bring up products that I don't personally use. I am in their wine club and I've so far bought a case of this stuff and everyone that I've told about it, including you, are going to fall in love. So do me a favor, have a taste and then let me know what you think. And you get to save 15% by using the link in my bio. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes-Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. This week's iTunes review is brought to you by Jackie O. Jazzhands. She writes a great, funny podcast about real topics we all struggle with. Kim gives great advice and support to people to live their best life. Ah, that just fills my heart. Thank you so much for taking the time to write me that five-star review. And for those of you who have yet to leave that five-star review, all you have to do is go on to iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast and do the same thing and I will read it on the air. So thank you so much, Jackie O'Jazzhands. It fills me up when I get read those reviews from the heart. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, Magic Makers, do I have a show for you. Today, I'm going to talk about getting unstuck. And I wanted to talk about this because I hear it all the time. You know, people are like, oh, I'm so stuck. I just, I don't know how to like move forward. You know, I keep feeling like I'm a, a dog chasing its tail. And so today it's all about how do I shift from being stuck to feeling like you just know what to do. And when you get into that feeling of you just know what to do, it feels mm, magical, right? That's the best way to describe it. So the first place I want us to start is that I have to accept where I am. And you know, my favorite poem 
I don't know if it's a poem or saying it's by Arthur Arthur Ashe. It's like, start where you are, do what you can with what you got. And so many of us, I think we feel stuck because we think things are outside of us. Like that everything that we want, there's something out there. If I just found it, it would fix all of my problems. And I will say this over and over again. You're not a washing machine. No one out there is Maytag. You, there's no repairman that comes to fix you. You can fix yourself. When I first started um, coaching and the coach certification that I went through, it said the, the 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 mantra, right? Because it's like as a coach, you know, you see where your clients are heading, and you just want to hop in and just do this, and everything, all your problems, just gonna go away. And they kept saying, "The client has the answer. The client has the answer." <coughs> Excuse me. The client had to answer. And that was always the mantra that they said, play in the back of your head. Because as much as a, as a coach wants to hop in and help you, we do, we, you know, but it's a dialogue. It is a back and forth dialogue that your, your coach come to. And as you work with a coach, you build that trust. And so, you know, they always say that it's always about no like and trust. And with that coach, it is that coaching relationship is about, it's about trust. It's like trusting that you've picked the right person who can help you solve your problems, help you move the ball, um, help you move the ball forward. And so the first place is that I have to accept where I am, right? And it's like, we all, you know, many of the women that I, I coach are A++ people, right? They, in their head are like, they know where they want to be, but they're like, when they when they start something, they start down the journey. They're like, I should be further ahead. Um, I should be further ahead. Or they're looking at past versions of themselves, and they're like, Oh my god, you know, ten year old, ten years ago, Kim, five years ago, Kim used to be able to do blah blah blah, and I I just can't do it now. Or, and and they feel powerless because they want to do all the things they want that like they want it like right freaking now. And here's where I, I I have to us you know say say to ourselves, it's that. I have to live in the here and now because I do, you know, I look back at myself and I think back 10 years ago, I was still working in a gym. I was trying to build my coaching business outside of the gym. And I also had a full-time job and I, and, and was competing. And I'm like, for the love of all that is holy, no wonder I so bleeping tired. I was doing so many things and I wasn't doing them right. I wasn't doing them well. I just literally was like, uh, you know, you see those like uh, those people like what's like, you know, jugglers. I somehow was keeping all of those balls up in the air. No wonder I was always so damn tired <laughs> because I was trying to do too many things. And that was one of the first things I had to do in order to get to the level I am right now. I had to pull back. I had to start saying no to some things. I had to even though I liked doing it, it wasn't a hardship. It was a time hardship that I didn't have, like I was scheduled to within an ounce of my life. And I see it with my clients. I'll be like, oh, hey, how come, you know, they'll be like, oh, I didn't get the workout in today or oh, I didn't get to go grocery shopping or, oh, and, and, you know, whatever it is. And I was like, oh, what happened? Ah, well, you know, work and I just, I just had to work or, or the kids or this, this, because it's like, we schedule our lives within like, you know, so, like so tight and, you know, there's a, you know, if you're into the woo-woo, people say we don't leave room for the magic, right? We don't leave room for the magic or we get caught in, this is how my workout has to look like, you know, and, and I'm guilty of it, hand raised right now. I felt that if my workout was not two hours and I wasn't doing body part splits, 
why work out? And that was so either I could do it all in or don't do it. And I like, and now I look back at myself and I was like, what? Like, what? That doesn't make any kind of sense, Kim. Why would I not work out? And, you know, now my mantra is something is better than nothing. So now if, even if it's a 15 minutes of stretching, it's a 15 minutes ride on my Peloton. It is better than sitting on my butt doing nothing, you know, uh, ruminating over, oh, I just don't have time in my life. Right? So we have to start thinking, you have to start thinking differently and stop feeling powerless that we that we can't do all the things. It's like we start to start to feel empowered about what are the things I can do. It might not look like how I want it to right now, but how can I at least accept where I am? And so here in this in this kind of stage, it's like I want to step take a step back and I want to assess and I want to observe like what is actually working. You know what's not working, and am I just you know, replaying old chapters of my life. You know, one of the things I regularly see when I talk about replaying old chapters is that, you know, if you worked with me probably 10, 15 years ago, I was like, I was all about the five small meals a day. My five small small meals a day, two hour workouts, six days a week, or you're never going to get results. Now, with more research, now knowing what I know now, but with research, you know, the new research that comes out, that I read and uh, the but also knowing like how life is I'm not I'm not that person with my clients with my with my clients I'm like okay I know you tell yourself you have to have these five small meals but as we get to over age 40 and I'm not doing the two hours at a gym my med- metabolic rate is slowing down because I am not lifting like a crazy person at the gym. So I have to adjust based on what I'm doing right now for my workouts. So of course my food's going to have to come down. Also, I need to, I've also learned that I need to add space, that it's not about eating on time because that is, uh, is bro science. There is, you know, unless you have some, if you've, you have some research out there that you want to share with me, bring it on sister. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But what we are seeing is that we need the space to digest, right? Because if I keep always putting, you know, food into the wood chopper, it doesn't give an opportunity for it to burn out. You know, I want you to think about um not wood chopper, wood stove. So think about, you know, if you've ever built a fire, you throw the logs on, gets all nice and hot. And then eventually, you know, everybody wants to go to bed or wants to leave the campfire, you have to like let the fire die out. And that's what we don't do. We have here, at least here in America, we are like so afraid to be hungry. And what I've learned over the last several years is that I ate too much. It was healthy. No, it was not, there was nothing that was like crap food, but it's a little bit too much. And so I had to learn to surf my hunger versus, you know, I was like Pavlov's dog. Like it was 1030, bing, time to eat. It was three o'clock, it was time to eat. And I had to get out of that. So I want us to start to really just take a step back and observe and assess what, um, assess, A-S-S, not obsess. And and, and, and just uh, gather data, right? Gather data. Like, what are you, like, what are you eating? How are you working out? How are you sleeping? What are your hungry levels like? What are your energies level like? So that we can start to say, okay, 
what are the things we need to improve? What are the things that are just doing great? And, and, and so that way we can we can have a, start to create ourselves a strategy versus just like, you know, close my eyes and pray for the right thing to, to you know, pray for me to hit the right uh, place to start. Um, the second piece is like, what does your journey look like? And if I don't like the journey, I won't last. And I say journey, and I'm gonna, and I need to word journey is diet. You know, so many people think, and because we grew up, we were like the, you know, the OGs of diet culture. You know, if it wasn't following, you know, the Zone Diet, Weight Watchers, um, Atkins, uh, South Beach, you know, the Cabbage Soup Diet, the Master Cleanse, like if we weren't doing all of those things then, you know, the, the diet told us how to eat and we lost touch with, am I hungry? What's my energy like? What's my craving like? You know, what is the food I'm putting into my mouth? How is my body responding to it? Am I getting bloated? Am I getting gassy? Like, what is going on? And so that way, and then eventually, like, you just got sick of eating like that. And then you were like, uh, off to find something else, off for someone else to tell you how to eat. and. I know many of you are like, oh, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. But I want you to know, if you're telling me this now, how many times have you said it? Just tell me what to do and I'll eat it. And then you do it until it doesn't work for your life. Where I'm shifting the paradigm for you and I'm saying, okay, what is your life like? So that we can start to create what I call my reps, a realistic plan for you. You know, a plan that you're excited about, a plan that you can actually make a plan around your life versus, you know, wrapping yourself around the axle in order to fit your life around the plan. And then finally, sustainability so that it's not this, I can do it for 30 days, I can do it for 75 days, and then like, woof, you're off to the next thing. It's like, how do I start to, you know, figure it out so that I'm not going from diet to diet, guru to guru, and relearning and reacclimating things? Because I, I I see it all the time that like you're trying to, I, you know, I feel like if there's certain pieces of a diet that worked for you, hang on to it. And if there are other pieces of the diet that don't work for you, toss that, toss it in the lake. You know, um, Bruce Lee, he was a martial artist and he said, um, Take what you need, leave the rest. And, you know, he was, you know, even, and I'm, I'm using martial arts as like a broad stroke because that's what he did. He, he, you know, learned various um, styles, that's sort of styles of, of martial arts. And he took a little bit of here, took a little bit of that and brought it into his own style. So I want you to start thinking about that. Like, I don't have to like put the blinders on and just be like, this is how I eat where it's like, well, you know, I like this part of it because that works for my life. It's realistic for me, but this part, not so much. And that's okay. You can leave it, right? Because I think many of us, are our, our, our fears about doing something different is, is based in our mindset, right? And we start to have these internal conflicts because the, our internal conflicts want to keep us stuck. They want us, they want, they want us to feel safe. You know, one of the biggest um, human um, emotions is certainty, right? Certainty and safety. And I know that if I eat this way, I'm not gonna die. I might not have the optimal body composition that I want, but I know I know I know how to do it. I know I'm not gonna die. So I'm certain that it's 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 you know giving me something. At some point it's giving me something. And maybe it's giving me that like 
something to complain about. And, you know, I just need something to complain about, or maybe it's just giving me that sense of like, I just know how to do it. You know, I go to the grocery store and I just buy the same stuff. I know what to cook. Um, maybe that's what it's giving you, but it's like those internal conflicts that's keeping you stuck. And here's where we have to give ourselves a little bit of grace that it's like the first few, um, the first few steps are going to feel awkward. You know, um, I coach a lot of running and, you know, we have a, 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 a point where we're running really fast and then we have to come back to a slower run. And after you, you know, you're running at like say six miles an hour and you're trying to come back down to four miles an hour, those first few steps are like, whoa. And then you kind of start to like get into the rhythm. And I think many, no, no, I don't think. I know that many of us, when we are coming down and taking those first few steps as the treadmill starts to slow down, we get scared. Our body's like, I don't know if we can do this. And so it's easier for you just to stop and walk than it is to take those first few steps. And here's where I'm going to challenge you to take those few steps. And those few steps are called grace, right? And many of us do a crap job of giving ourselves grace and that's, and and giving yourself that space space to take the journey, even if it feels hard, even if it feels icky, it feels sticky. We have to take that space. You have to take that space. You deserve that space so that you understand that you're going to be safe on the other side, you know? And so as I talk about running and I laugh because, you know, if you've been listening for a while, you know, I don't run. I used to run. And so one of the things with, um, when you're doing uh, like a training for a, a long distance race, you do a lot of like interval training. So that way you, it helps you to get faster. So you, you, you know, you're running at a, a faster pace. So say like you're running, you're running at six miles an hour and you're doing that for like, you know, 30, 30 seconds, 45 seconds and so forth. And then you come back to like your normal running pace. And you're doing that as a way to show your body that we can do more, that we're capable of doing more. And that's what we're doing here. When we are trying on different diet styles, we're eating different foods. Like we're not married to what I'm doing right now. We're just experimenting. We're just testing it, testing it out so that we can, you know, build that trust. We can build the certainty inside of us. Um, And so, you know, so here's where we kind of start to say, instead of saying, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. We have to tap in and say, what is my desire, right? What do I want? And many of us, we don't take the, the, the you know, the time. I was recently just at a, a mastermind event and the woman said that, you know, in a business, you know, we need to take CEO days, like take a day and like zoom out and be the CEO of our businesses. And I know I am so guilty of not doing that. You know, I'm like, hey, I want to make sure that I'm serving my clients. I want to make sure that I'm delivering on the things I told them I was going to deliver on. You know, I'm coaching them. I'm answering their questions, right? That's where I'm like, I'm good there. But, you know, when you start to become an entrepreneur, you don't say to yourself, like, I need to build a business, right? You know, that's for like CEOs. And I'm like, dang. I'm the CEO. And so you're the CEO of your body. So you have to zoom out and start to say, like, what do I want? Like, where do I want to go? Versus just being in the like, do, 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 do mode all the time. And then I have to say, like, what do I need? Like, how, like, if I want to step out and say, this is what I want, like, zoom, this is what I want. And then as I kind of like, am I in that 30,000 foot level? It's like, what do I need? What are the steps that I need to take to get me to go where I want to go? And also give myself grace that, you know, if 
you're someone who has a long way to go and you're looking to lose 40, 50 pounds, that, that ain't gonna happen overnight. It's just not, I'm sorry. I, and if someone tells you it's gonna happen overnight, like um, I'm gonna say good luck with that, but I'm not that girl. You know, I'm the person who's like, you know what? I would rather you lose a quarter pound every two weeks and keep it off than tell you that you're gonna lose 50 pounds in 30 days. Because I know I've seen it over and over again. I see the heartbreak and then it's it's never the diet. It's always you. You're like, I didn't go hard enough. I I wasn't didn't have more I didn't have enough willpower, I didn't have enough discipline. And you just keep telling your, yourself that over and over and over again. And so we also have to think about like our duties, our obligations. Like, you know, and I and I share these, um, I share these examples with you because I want you to pull back. You know, when I was doing um a lot of uh bikini fitness coaching. Um, I remember this woman, uh, she, you know, had just started. She's like, Hey, all my friends are doing a bikini competition. I'm going to do a bikini competition too. I'm like, awesome. Great. And she's like, but my family and I were going to Italy in August. And I was like, no, so just going to September. I was like, well, that's pretty close to your show. And like her show was like the end of October, beginning of November. And I was like, uh, that's pretty close to your show. Why don't we postpone? why don't we just postpone it and, you know, go enjoy Italy. And you're not thinking about like getting to the gym. You're not thinking about your food. I just want you to go, you know, cause how many times, you know, unless you're that person, but how many times do we get to go to Italy? Right. You know? Um, and so she's like, no, no, no. I, I, and, and, and she's just got like offended that I was like telling her she can't do the show. And I was like, no, what I'm saying is it's not optimal. And I'm trying to have you like, be with your family and have this great family trip that, you know, 10 years from now, you can look back and your kids are like, mom, do you remember when we went to Italy and how fun it was? Blah, blah, blah. Versus mom, do you remember when we went to Italy and we had a way for you to go come home from the gym? Do you remember when we went to Italy and you basically cooked, you know, told the chef how to cook the food? You know, that's what I'm, I'm trying to, you know, that was what I was trying to get her away from because I was that girl. Right. I was the girl who told the chef exactly how to do things when I went on vacation and had to find, you know, had to stop the fun of vacation so I could find a damn gym. And so I want us to kind of like look at like our lives and how we can work this into our life versus work our lives around it. And then finally, that that fear, you know, it's like we're afraid that it's not going to work. And, you know, uh, especially if you are, you know, I work with a lot of women, 40s, 50s and beyond, and they've been doing the same stuff over and over and again. And whenever I say, hey, we're going to try something a little bit different. And they're like, oh, right. You know, it makes it seem like, you know, I'm asking you to shave your head and walk naked down the main street of your town. Uh, and, I, I, and I'm asking you to like, hey, um, maybe you don't have oatmeal for breakfast. Um, try, you know, s- some other thing for breakfast. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the in a party, like the record, the record scratches and the, the whole party stops and stares at you. You know, so it's like you're just fear of like, what if it doesn't work? I've been doing this over and over and over again. Trust me, I eat oatmeal for breakfast for at least 10 years. Every single day, I had oatmeal, egg whites, and some form of berries in it. One day, I happened to buy a pineapple, and I put it in there. It was a game changer. One day, I was on vacation. There was oatmeal, and they didn't have any eggs, but they had cottage cheese. And I said, huh, let me put it in there. How? Like, I'm like, what would it taste like? I put it in there. It was delicious. So you never know 
if you don't try. All right, done with my TED Talk on changing it up. And then finally, like expectations, right? We put so much intense pressure on ourselves that it has to look a certain way. It has to be a certain way or it just is not going to be. So let's just pull back on our pressure. Let's just start to say, can we take it one day at a time? You know, I'm a big fan of 90 day goals, right? So it's like in the next 90 days, this is what I want to achieve. And then break it down by 30 day goals so that I can stair step it back and then assess after two weeks, how's it going? Versus, you know, I know some people who are listening to this, they step on the scale every darn day. And, and then, you know, that, that daily scale weigh in makes or breaks your day. If you're someone who has to weigh, weigh yourself, at least do it weekly, because there's so, especially as a lady, there's so many fluctuations that happen on a daily basis. And then at least if if you do it on a, a weekly basis, I want you to just use data. And then I want you to just kind of use that as a data point and then reflect. All right. How'd the week go? And not in a an invitation to start like, you know, beating yourself up like Mike Tyson, Open the dialogue up. And, and so I always say, like, remember in um, elementary school, there was no A, B, C, so forth. It was, you know, excellent, satisfactory, needs improvement. And just look at your week and say, did you have an excellent week? Great. Rock on with your bad self. Did you have a satisfactory week? Great. Awesome. And if I had a needs improvement week, I can look back and I say, okay, what were some of the things I need to work on? And then when I say that, then it's like, instead of saying I got to do all the things, because guess what? We suck at doing all the things. And let's just admit we suck at doing all the things. It's not a, um, not slim. It's just, I mean, come on. How many of us can like put on a flipping cape and leap tall buildings in a single bound? Nobody. At least you can't do it on a consistent basis. So here's where I want us to kind of just say, all right, you know what? My food stunk. And so maybe it was the, all of your food. And like, you know what? I'm just going to focus in on lunch. All right, I'm just going to make sure this is what I'm focusing on lunch or I'm going to focus in on breakfast or I'm going to focus, whatever. Just pick one meal and like for the next seven days, like that's, I'm just going to focus on making sure that's firing on cylinders before I move on to the next meal. Okay. Um, and, you know, a lot of this is like inner work and inner work ain't sexy and ain't pretty, but it's it's challenging, especially for us people who are like, we're doers, like, you know, just give me a list and I will just blow through that list. I will just do it, do it, do it, do it. But it's like, it's for me, it was the inner work is what allowed me to crack open myself and to break out of the, I must do it in this. I had a, you know, I've talked a lot about, you know, the, the four mindsets here and I had a very rigid mindset. I was very rigid. It was like, it must look like this or I'm not going to, I was a freaking robot. But now, you know, as I always equated to GPS and now I'm like, you know what? If I take this exit and it gets me there five minutes faster, I'm going for it. And I want us to start to get there because that rigid mindset is going to either slow our, slow our progression to our goal or it's just going to keep us, you know, spinning around like a freaking merry-go-round, okay? And I, and in this inner work, it was the only way I, t- I got to this point where I am today is because I had to get past my old stories. And, you know, and I, I had to, you know, not, you know, and when I did, it wasn't like having a pity party. It wasn't, you know, renum, rum, rum, ruminating. That's, I can't ever say that word. It wasn't ruminating on all the old stuff, you know? It was more like, okay. 
this is what I did in the past. And you know what? What if it, either it didn't get me results, it wasn't getting me results right now, or I just didn't freaking like it, you know? And the gym was my happy place. And I was no longer looking forward to my gym. I was no longer looking to it. So I was like, I had to change something. And, you know, just because also because I beat myself into submission, my body was like, girl, you can't do these kind of workouts anymore. So I had to, that was another clue, right? A clue that was like, uh, and I, you know, I say this all the time, my body was screaming. It started as a whisper. And if I, you know, hindsight being, you know, 2020, I, you know, my body's been, my body was whispering for about a good six years before I finally, but finally, it finally like set itself on fire. It was like, you girl, you better listen to me. Um, so it's really taking this step right here. That's hard. It is hard because you don't want to slow down, but it's like I said, I got to, I had to zoom out and really look at my life, look at my body and be like all the stuff I'm doing and it get me where I want to go. So. I have to do something different, even if it feels so awkward, it feels so icky, it feels so like, is you know, praying to the gods above, is this going to work? And looking at it, it just helped me to stop repeating the same, helped me to keep repeating the same mistakes. You know, because I, I hear it all the time. You know, my clients are like, well, you know, when, 10 years ago, when I was eating five meals a day, I was going to the gym two hours at, at a clip, I was in the best shape of my life. Great. Awesome. Now. Sharon, can you do that now on a consistent basis? Like, I want you to like flash, you know, flash forward ahead 90 days. And I want you to say, could you for the next 90 days do that? And I, you know, I get like the, like, hmm, huh, hmm, right? And then I'm like, okay, now flash forward another 90 days, flash forward two years. And for many people, I'm like, you know, we're not 20 something anymore and I don't have that kind of time or nor do I want to make that kind of time. You know, at this point, you know, many of you have children and those children need rides here or rides here or help with their homework or some other thing that you need to help them with. Or we have aging parents that we need to do things for, or we have a spouse that we're like, Hey, I know you don't want to wait for me to come home from the gym all the darn time. Or, you know, when we go out on a date night, I'm like beating the crap out of the waiter or we're only going to specific places because I have to eat a certain way. And I know this feeds into, because I know this was my identity for a really long time. My identity was gym rat. That was me. I was like, the gym was my happy place. It still is. I still, you know, love the gym, but I've also learned to develop a, a life outside of the gym. Um, so that it that my life doesn't revolve around health and fitness, which is funny because that's my business, right? My business, health and fitness. But I feel that it's my calling to help you understand that, that, you know, many of us think that in order to get healthy, that my life has to revolve around health and fitness, but you can have other interests outside of health and fitness. And, you know, I've, I've had a couple of other guests on and we just laugh because we're just like, yeah, it took a little bit to come to Jesus on that. And so, you know, our identities also tell us our beliefs about ourselves, you know, and I will admit I am a recovering winger. I can win a lot of things and I can get away with it. I, I could talk my way in and out of stuff to myself, to other people. But because I was a winger, I resisted making a plan. And I see so many people, ah, oh, Kim, I just can't track my food. Ah, Kim, I just can't track my workouts. Ah, Kim, I just can't. I just can't. And it's because we told, we, this is the identity we tell ourselves. And so for me, I'm like, 
I needed to literally sit down and write out when I was going to work out. So now it's pretty much what I do. But originally it was like, oh, maybe I'll work out in the morning. Oh, maybe I'll work out at night. And it was just like, and then like, ah, it didn't happen. And so it was like, you know, at the beginning, you know, as like anything, when you start trying to set a habit, it's a little like, you know, awkward. And then you, it just becomes what you do. Now working out, it's just what I do. I don't, I don't even think about it. Um, you know, during COVID, I had already started working out at home and I never thought I'd be someone who worked at home. I always thought I, like, I need to go to the gym. I, the gym just tells me to work out. And then I started working out at home primarily because one year we got a hundred inches of snow here in Boston and I was sick of shoveling out my car to get to the gym and then shoveling out my car to get home for the gym. That's really what drove me to start working out at home. And then I started, I started, I was like, then I did the math and I was like, you know what, how much time? And I was going to the gym, I work out in the morning, I was going to the gym. And by the time I was coming home, I was, I was coming home when all the kids were going to school and I was literally stopped by every darn school bus crosswalk on the way home. So what was a 15 minute ride was taking me like 30 minutes to get home. And I'm like, seriously, I'm done. I'm done. And I, I was, I started working, I started working out at home and now I enjoy it. I, it's a leisurely morning for me because I can, I get up, I have coffee while I foam roll. I don't have to worry about someone's on the good squat rack or someone's using whatever I want to use because it's me. <laughs> it's me. Although I do have those, you know, uh, my husband doesn't rack his weight. So I have that, <laughs> but that's about, that's about it. And lastly, here's where we just want to craft our vision. It's like, what do you, what do you want? Instead of saying diet X tells me I got to do A, B, and C. What do you want? How do you want it to go? I know we can't have Oreos and ice cream every single day. (laughs) However, what do you want? So that we can stop just doing, doing, doing and map it out. And also say to ourselves, like, I'm willing for it to be different. I'm willing for it to look a little bit different than what it looked like for Kim in 2012 versus Kim in 2022. And I know it's going to feel overwhelming, but here it's like, here I can have a strategy because when I have a strategy, I'm no longer winging it. When I have a strategy, I was like, you know what? When I started doing this, ah, things worked out really well. When I when I did this, I'm like, it didn't work out so well. And I'm able to know versus like, what have I been doing? What did I do? Right. I, or stop doing things that just made me feel like crap. <laughs> and so give yourself the permission for it to be different. Give yourself permission to test things out, you know, because your ultimate success is that and how you get unstuck. The theme of this podcast is that you find things that are realistic so that you you have these great choices that work for your life. You're clear about where it is that you want to go. You are excited, right? So that you are connected, that you know why you want to do this because your why is your motivation, right? Your my, why is your motivation and that you are excited about being creative about the approach that you're going to take to this. Then we move it to our plan, right? We create a plan that is giving us the courage to say, you know what? It's going to feel icky. It's going to feel weird. Or, hey, it might feel amazing. And why the hell didn't I do this previously? And then we get to the point where we are in that sustainability so that it's like, you know, the fake girl magic formula. It is great habits, like routines, those routines, like consistency. And ultimately, that gives us our long lasting results. 
All right, magic makers, let me know how this is landing with you. I hope you have enjoyed this show. And as always, do me a favor, reach out to me on the socials. Like, let me know how this is landing with you. Is there, you know, a part two of this that you want? You know, you drive the content for this, these shows, and I want to make sure that I am delivering on what you want to hear. All right, magic makers, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much. Bye.